Top of the day to you. Welcome to the Ekata's podcast. My name is Ekata. It has indeed been an eventful October as lots of things have happened in Nigeria. First there was the protest and then it was the shooting at Lekki Tollgate and the ripple effect of this shooting have not only affected we the youths but have affected every single sector of the economy lots of things have been discovered in nigeria lots of jokes <laughs> have been told about this particular season that we are in but we are not going to forget those that lost their lives for this particular change to come to us we are not going to forget those that slept on the streets for days just so the government can hear our cry and even if we have not gotten to that place where we want to be we of course believe that we will get there. I'm saying a very good morning. This is Ekata and the month has been pretty stressful for most people. Emotional stress, mental stress. I want to say thank you to all the doctors on the front line. I want to say thank you to all the military personnel. I want to say thank you to the police. I want to say thank you to even the youths that maintained law and order. And I also want to say that if you are hoarding or looting palliatives, you are still a sass. You got to change. Today is going to be a very, very informing and educating session because I have with me a lawyer a, a brilliant lawyer, a youth that knows what is to be expected of the government. And he's going to be speaking to us today. His name is Barista Sheibi Okon. Now, this is... Nigeria is more like trying to get back on its feet after a whole lot of destruction. So, Sheibi Okon is just going straight to the point. We are going to delve into the interview with Sheibi Okon. Do not go anywhere. So let's start with the protest that happened in Lekki Tollgate. That was on the 20th of this month where harmless protesters, harmless and armless protesters were shot at by the Nigerian army. What do you think? What, what do you think happened? And what do you actually have to say about that? Seeing that lots of Nigerian youths lost their lives, lots have been declared missing, and that have also sparked a chain of reaction from the public. What do you have to say about that incident that happened in Lekki Tollgate? I think the incident occurred at the Tollgate a couple of days ago. It's a very unfortunate incident. And I think that that particular action of the government deploying military to fire live rounds at innocent harmless protesters is the height and the peak of the responsibility of governance in Nigeria. I think that the government through that action once again shows its insensitiveness, its nonchalant attitude, its carelessness towards the lives of the citizens. We're busy clamoring for an end to SARS. We're basically saying, oh, stop killing us. But you respond by ensuring that the killings increase. Now, what has happened and what has devolved from that particular action is that if at all the citizens were afraid before of the military, or if at all the citizens were scared that, oh, the government is going to send the military out, so let's, let's retract, let's withdraw. I think that's 
we have crossed that part now because if what you have to scare the citizens of is the military and now you have brought them out and they've killed us they've killed innocent people it's a situation of it that is down needs fear no fall so that okay now the things are ready to go all out that is why you see that a lot of people who are by jack the protest you see illegals destroying properties everywhere and that is because at first they were calm it wasn't as bad as this but immediately the government had to kill innocent citizens it was as good as declaring war on citizens of the federal republic of nigeria and the response from the woodlands who have been destroying properties who have been killing innocent people is just further tragic so i think that that action by the government shows the continuous ineptitude of the government it shows the irresponsibility and insensitivity of the government to the demands of the people we do not have a government as it speaks i think that is the summary of all of this it's unfortunate the world needs to hear and see what has happened in nigeria and it's an incident that we will never forget and all those involved in this i believe that history will definitely not do them well because what they have done is to take lives of innocent citizens harmless citizens there is no way where it is written that the punishment for disobeying the curfew should be death. No, it's offenses like murder, armed robbery that probably attract that. But what the government has done is to declare war on Nigerians. In fact, there is no government. All right. So before we go ahead to discuss the ripple effects of this action by the government, what is your take on the fact that the government has refused to own up to the fact that they have messed up? Major General John Eneche came out earlier today to say that the video that made rounds on social media was photoshopped. We have a whole lot of government officials asking questions like, all right, if you say people are dead, where are the bodies? If you say this happened, how did it happen? The army itself, the Nigerian army, has not come out to take responsibility for this action. What does this further tell? about the government, about Nigeria, about the Nigerian army, the Nigerian police, about how Nigeria is being governed at this time. If, if you say you're surprised by the activities or the statements made by the government officials or the military coming to say they're not responsible for this and the videos are photoshopped, I'll be shocked that you're surprised because with the way this government is wired. This is a government that has consistently lied to the people and has showed that they do not care about the welfare of citizens. So if they had said something else, I'll be surprised. If they took responsibility for it, I'll be shocked. Because that is not what we expect of them. That is not in their nature. It is not in their style to do that. Now, there are eyewitnesses. There are videos that show men of the Nigerian army shooting at innocent protesters. There are videos of attempts to help some protesters remove their bullet wounds. There are videos of people that have died. There are eyewitness accounts stating that the military men, after killing, were taking the bodies away from the scene to evacuate every form of evidence against them. So how can you expect a military that has done all these things to now come back and respond and say, oh, we take responsibility for this, we do not take responsibility for this. If the government has not spoken and all of that, it's because they are trying to plan what they are going to say. 
this should have warranted a direct response an immediate response from the president without any need for any written speech or any kind of statement whatsoever you should have come out immediately to address everybody on this but they didn't do that so they cannot take responsibility for it because they are the same people killing us who are complaining to our killers that oh, we are tired of getting killed no and then and then they respond with killing they cannot take responsibility for it the military could not have said anything else what they have told us are just a bunch of lies so i cannot expect anything different from them this government has oppressed the people and no oppressor gives power away without some form of violence they won't give power away easily because they are benefiting of the wealth of the people of the common resources so you cannot expect anything worse or better from this government what they have said are a pack of lies so there's uh, i'm not surprised at it finally the president has addressed the people of nigeria and it was uh, a 13 minute speech and lots of meaning is beginning to come out from that speech what's your take if you listen to it i'm sure if you didn't listen to it you must have read about it online if you listen to it if you have read about it what's your take on the speech that the president made this evening how do you think it affects nigeria and nigerians which speaks more to the insensitivity of the government i think every attempt at speaking at addressing us at commenting on this issue further highlights how insensitive these people are how wicked and barbaric they are the president has not addressed the killings in any way that should pacify the citizens all he has done is to make subtle threats in that statement which is not ld at this point in time that is not the kind of statement we expect from someone who calls himself a president for the republic of nigeria so it's a shame that we have someone like that in that position so all i can say is that for me i don't think there's anybody in power at this point we do not have a government people who are there to feed up the wealth of the of the of the, of the entire country that statement is not what we expect at this point in time on someone who calls himself the president of the republic of nigeria to me i said nothing so in the president's speech he said that nigerians should go back to their normal lives do you think nigeria can go back to their normal lives after everything that have transpired from tuesday to this very moment do you think normal life can be restored in nigeria once again, I think asking Nigerians to go back to their normal lives is one of the most insensitive statements that a president of a country that is in this state of turmoil can make. Because, let me tell you something, there's an awakening in the minds of the people. And this cuts across tribe, it cuts across religion, it cuts across any form of um, yardstick that you may want to use to separate the people. So, asking Nigerians to go back to their normal lives is insensitive, it's a stupid statement to make. But for me, I think that Nigerians are not going to go back to life as usual. Yes, normal activities will resume, but the consciousness that we deserve better from the government and we must demand better for the government and that we can force the government to its knees when it's not responding to our needs is already there. So saying that we should go back to our normal life, fine, we'll go back to our normal life, but we will not stop talking. This movement that has started will not end anytime soon because we are asking for better governance. This is beyond NSAS now. NSAS, NSAS was like the started to the whole of this but this is already beyond answer as a speak at the moment it is now a case of any police brutality 
putting an end to bad governance in Nigeria, putting an end to corruption in Nigeria. So they said this, said this generation that has picked it up is not going to drop it anytime soon because we are all in this and we are fighting for a better future for ourselves. So it's not by traveling now, it's not by staying in the country. Wherever you are as a Nigerian and a youth at this point in time, everybody's voice is important to this movement. So seeing that you go back to our normal life, we will still go about our businesses. Because you are not thieves that sit in one place expecting somebody to come and bring money to us like they are. But the cautiousness is there and nobody can take that away from everybody. So one of the slogans that reigned this period of the protest was the government, they've messed with the wrong generation. But hearing the speech of the president tonight, lots of youths have had their spirits dampened against this fight. What do you think is the next step for Nigerian youths? You know, the statements that the president has made, which, has, um, which like you have said, is um, leading to the dampening of the spirit of so many people points out the insensitivity of that statement itself because right now what we seek to do, what we seek to achieve right now is beyond the temporary dampening. Yes, people will feel down for a while, even in whatever situation you are in life. Yes, you press forward for some time, but now you need a break, you need some rest, you need to reassess and re-strategize. So what this will do is that yes, people will feel dampened, but it doesn't take away that consciousness and the awakening that is already there on this movement to end corruption and to end bad governance in Nigeria. We are ready to question our leaders more, we are ready to look them in the face and tell them that what they are doing is wrong. So, people might feel dampened for now because it's just normal. If you have, if you witness that massacre at Lekki Togo, if you have seen pin images, if you have seen people getting killed, it is a natural thing that you feel dampened. Then when you now have a leader who is insensitive, and um, highly, um, highly, um, what word do I use? A leader who is not even conscious of the needs and the feelings and desires and yearnings of the people. You have the dampening of spirit that we're experiencing now, but the youth are waking up because tomorrow now, today is um, the 23rd, I think. Tomorrow, the youths are organizing a massive cleanup despite all that the old loves have done despite everything that's happened there's a massive cleanup being organized to show you that yes those that are vandalizing things are talks that are said by the politicians and not the innocent protesters who are campaigning for the end to bad governance so it separates clearly those who have genuine attention from those who are old loves and just being used to disrupt the protest so the cleanup is going to be organized people are going to come out for that that is going to revive their spirits People who have um, small business enterprises, small and medium and scale enterprises, who have lost some money due to the um, looting, the spirit, and the damage to properties and all of that, are being asked to contact a certain email that can be of assistance to them. So there is this unity that is already there that cannot really be taken away at this point in time. So even if spirits are dampened at this point, it's for a temporary period of time. But what has started can really not be stopped again. Everybody's conscious of it. Even if we have to wait and tarry and keep asking for the next election, a lot of you are more sensitive. And if we had made mistakes in the past before, with respect to selecting leaders or idiots and putting them in positions of power, that cannot repeat itself again. So you talked about this set of leaders benefiting 
of the wealth of the people and from your previous speech or from how this conversation has been going you actually are not surprised by the actions of this government but i want to ask were you surprised when you got the video of the warehouse stocked with pilates for Lagosians in Mazamaza in Lagos State. Were you surprised? Did it hit you like a surprise? Because I saw the video and I was like, Wara, what's going on? We had more than we had hundreds of noodles, gari, rice, spaghetti, macaroni locked in a warehouse for Lagosians that are suffering and dying of hunger. So did that come as a surprise for you? You see, let me tell you something. All of this that you have seen in terms of food being stored away in a warehouse, food that is enough to feed thousands of Nigerians and Lagosians in particular, being stored in a warehouse, probably to be used for campaign purposes during the next election because they think people are that stupid, or probably to be used for any other purpose. I'm not surprised by all of that because this is a government that has always been filled up with idiots who are greedy, people who want nothing but the destruction of the state to aid their own personal pockets, people who would rather send their children abroad and have the education system in Nigeria run away. You rather see us die. So there is no out of surprise in my mind at all because it's not just starting today. The greed of the government. In fact, what is in that warehouse is nothing compared to the billions of dollars that these people have looted and cut away. So, I'm not surprised at all. And then, having people now rushing and getting for themselves because the people are hungry, the people have suffered, they have nowhere to go again. The form of them cannot even afford basic amenities. So, that what we call basic amenities is not like a luxury to Nigerians. So I cannot expect any other form of behavior because it has always been said, though we have ignored this over time, that the day will come, the poor will have nothing else to eat except the rich. So it's getting to the stage where hoodlums, in the guise of trying to protest and do one or two things, are destroying properties of the so-called people who are in power, so-called people who are supposed to be the rich ones. And we have devolved to a total stage where if care is not taken, a lot of other things will be destroyed. So basically, I'm not surprised by it because if billions of naira was released for the purpose of this COVID period, we knew the donations that were coming in. We knew that it was in billions. And if what was being given to the people is not something that is tangible and cannot match the billions that were being donated, of course, is that the money was not spent to purchase anything and it was shared amongst them. Or they purchased this thing and they don't share it. So there's no surprise in this at all. Thank you very much. So let me get your view on the destruction of properties and the loss of lives that has ravaged Nigeria in the last three days. First, it started in Lagos and then we had that wildfire of hoodlum attack going all over the nation in different states of Nigeria. 
so lots of people have come out to say that it, it is politically inclined. Lots of people have come out to say, oh, these are just jobless protesters that want to get back at people. They assume ordered the shooting in Lekki Tollgate on the 20th of this month. What do you think propelled this set of people? What do you think propelled the hoodlums into destroying properties and even taking lives in lagos sonwolu governor sonwolu was counting more than 100 brt buses he was counting the loss of artifacts and um, lots of properties going to billions or millions of naira what do you think propelled these people are you of the school of thought that these people were politically bought or maybe it was just anger at what happened in Lekitogate. And foremost, the issue of the arson, looting, and the destruction that happened. Let me say first and foremost that those things were not done by the innocent protesters. Because those that have come out to protest have genuine intention to see how this country can make progress. So whoever those people are who are looting, let me tell you something. They are not a part of those that are protesting for change in this country. They are most likely going to be woodlops who, on their own, have decided to carry out those destructions or who are sponsored by some people in government or some influential persons that we do not know. So I condemn that and I say that that was never the intention of or the plan with respect to the NSAS protest. Now, whether it's anger, whatever it is that's making them to do that, I don't know. But what I'm setting off is that the people, the mass, the lot of the Nigerians are angry. Not only are they angry, they're very angry. Which, which, and this is reflected in how they have gone about to loot different things, and even though not justifiable sometimes in some cases, because you do not need to get into the generator seller's place to pick generators and all of that thing those things are not necessary for survival were picked by some people so that cannot be justified by any means but palliatives that were supposed to have been shared since the first of may 2020 which were being ordered by the government noodles curry rice different things things that were necessary to the survival of nigerians were looted by people so it shows that people are not really angry they are hungry as well and that the level of insecurity in Nigeria is extremely high. Because, first of all, police are not doing a good job. Then, the hoodlums had a free way to do every and anything they wanted to do. So, these things are clear. The people are angry. They are very hungry. Very, very. And then, we do not have any form of security of lives and property in Nigeria. Those are the three things that can be deduced from that. Lots of states have come out to say that they are putting up a committee or a panel for to investigate police brutality case from the year 2010 to this particular year. How successful do you think this panel will be? Do you think it will be another panel just for the sake of lip service or it will be successful in bringing justice to persons that have been assaulted and persons that have witnessed, that have been victims of police brutality. 
I think we need to watch and see. We cannot say whether it's successful or not. Uh, when it hasn't even started, the panelists have not started doing their work. Some of the panels have not been constituted in some states. But in states where they are being constituted, and for example, Lagos, I know that there was a call for youth representatives to be on the judicial um, panel. And I think two people were recently announced as the nominees, as, as the youth representative on the panel. So, we be, and the, the times and the days and times for their sitting have been communicated and also the location. So, we'll say let them do, let's give them time. We're going to observe and monitor closely everything that's been done. Let's give them time to see how efficient what they are doing is likely to be. We're not going to condemn it or say no. I believe it's a good step, and I believe that the involvement of the youth there is also a good thing, which we should encourage. So let's wait and see. We cannot say whether it's successful or not when they haven't even commenced what they are doing, but they are definitely their efforts in that regard. So let's just be hopeful for the best. And this is what we'll call it a wrap on the Akatas podcast. I want to say thank you to all my fans home and abroad that take out their time to listen to myself and my guests. I want to say a very big thank you to you. To Sheibi Okun, Barista Sheibi Okun. I want to say a very big thank you. You, you, you're a strong lawyer. You are a youth that knows what is to be expected. You're a very brilliant person. Thank you very much for coming on the ACATOS podcast. I also want to use this medium to appreciate Aisha Taufik for all that she does for me. She's my graphic designer for free. I don't get to pay her, but yet she gives me her best. Thank you very much, Aisha Taufik. I want to thank you. Yes, you for being strong. I want to thank you for seeing life as something that will be great again, even after losing your source of income. I want to thank you for not joining people to burn down government property and private owner and loot private owners. I just want to thank you for being strong in this particular season. And I encourage you to continually be strong, be smart, be vigilant, be wise, and also know that you are responsible for your own happiness. Do not let what Nigeria is saying or what people are saying determine how happy you are going to be or or how happy you are. I want to say a very happy belated birthday to AB. Thank you so much for always standing by me. To all the governors in Nigeria, to the president, to every single person in power, I want to say thank you for listening to the voice of the youth, for listening to the voice of the masses. The panels have been set up almost in all states in the country, and I know that we are going to get good results from it. Thank you guys so very much. Please, to the parents listening, to the teenagers listening, there is a teen cabin conference for teenagers that is coming up on the 31st of October. Please, the link is going to be displayed on my WhatsApp, 0810-6513183. Please register so your children or your teenagers can learn from those that are learned and experienced. Thank you so much for listening to the Akata's podcast. My name is Akata.